Often clients tell me, she has the eye, not me. She picks it all. I'm just the wallet. And often with a side of happy wife, happy life. But what happens when we let one person decide how our entire home will look? Welcome back. I'm Tasha Cleveland. Today, let's take a look at creating space for everyone. And I'm going to get even more vulnerable and share my mistakes. So get a towel, because I'm going to spill some tea. I know how hard it can be to live in a home that doesn't feel right. It's not your fault. You were never taught how to create a home that makes you feel alive. The key is inside you. We just need to unlock it. And this podcast is where you begin. I'm Tasha Cleveland. Welcome to the Listening Closely podcast. When Keith and I got married, our wedding style was inspired by his heritage. We picked out the decorative elements with his mom, who's Taiwanese. These pieces ended up being the anchor to our new home together. Vibrant red, white, and black. It was beautiful, and I felt that it was honoring his heritage. We had many hand-me-down pieces, gorgeous, hand-carved wood from Taiwan. I appreciate the art form. But it's only now, looking back, that I can see that I was trying so hard to honor him and his family, but I wasn't leaving space for myself. Only now can I look back and realize that the space I had created for us wasn't my style recipe at all. It didn't light me up. What I didn't realize then was that just because a space is beautiful and well-designed, does not make it the right fit for you. Only you can determine that, and only if you are listening to your body. Eventually, our decor changed, as it always does. But as I was trying to find myself at home, somehow I forgot to hold space for him, too. I was taking a class recently on implicit racial bias. One of the exercises from class was looking around our home and identifying anything that was from another culture and determining if it was appropriated. The other task as we walked through our home was to find subtle cues that showed whiteness as the desired or only option on display, basically white as the default. The point was to notice any unconscious signals in our environments that reinforce this belief. Okay, I figured this would be an easy task. I'm pretty self-aware. I had already taken down a big gold mandala last year when I realized it was appropriated. This should be cake. Ah, but none of us are fully baked. There is always more growing to do. Yeah appropriation showed up in rainbow chakra candles and a rainbow pennant banner with subtle mandalas on them. Dang, I do love rainbows. Ugh, hindsight is twenty-twenty, and it stung. But there was more. Stylized statues that I have collected for years, depicting the members of our family, but primarily my husband and I. I saw the emotion and the embraces in these faceless carvings. That's what I loved about them. I remember when I was shopping for them, being irked that all the sculptures only had females with long, straight, light brown hair. What? 
No curls? Huh. I remember feeling a slight jab at not looking like that thin white girl with straight hair. A feeling I'm used to. If you look at marketing and media, it's always the thin, straight-haired white girl. As if this is the standard, the only acceptable thing to aspire to. But because I was so used to it and numb to this feeling, I bought them anyway. Only now did I notice these were only sold with pale skin. Only now did I notice that this is not what my biracial family looks like. Only now did I notice that not one of these statues looks anything like my Asian husband with a shaved head. What message was I silently sending to our children all these years? What was I silently saying to him? How often do people of color get these messages and not consciously notice it either? Ugh, that one hit hard. And then part two of the assignment came. Look around your home and find ways you can swap out those silent signals with positive associations that are more diverse. How can you bring other cultures into your home respectfully? It was only then that I saw I had completely erased my husband's heritage from our home. I was seeking a home that felt like me, and he was more than happy to let me find that. He didn't care as long as I was happy. He would be happy with milk crates as a coffee table. But had I left any space at all for him to reflect his joy? A few years ago, I noticed my husband rarely played his guitars. They were always shoved under a bed in the cases out of reach. I love when he plays. I am a drooly, doe-eyed teenager just mesmerized by it. I love hearing him play music with our kids. It makes me happy on such a deep level that time freezes when I see it. So after a client requested a music wall for her husband showcasing all his beautiful instruments, I was inspired to do the same for my husband. I love waking up each morning and seeing them on the wall. So as I went through my home looking for signs that I had held space for his joy, I only found this and his final record display in the family room with two kiss paintings we'd made him. Um, that was about it. And it crushed me. I've always been aware of holding space for my kids at home. I often hear clients making choices for their kids' rooms. I get it, but I never wanted to push my ideas onto them of who they should be and their surroundings send those messages. I sacrificed the overall aesthetic for their personal journey. As soon as my kids could voice their opinions, they were the ones making those choices. I never wanted it to be my choice, my joy represented in here. I wanted them to follow their passions, and they did. Monster trucks, camouflage, Harry Potter, bunnies, Hello Kitty. It changed often, just like kids do. The trick is to keep the main pieces neutral, like furniture and paint, and only swap out the linens and small decor. Big bang, little bank. Our daughter just turned 17 a few weeks ago. 
It feels like time has so quickly slipped through our fingers with her. We only have one year left of her being a kid. Thoughts race of, have we taught her enough? Does she know how to listen to her inner wisdom? Will she have a life that she loves? But I know the answers. I can see her reflected on her walls, changing, embracing, feeling things out, finding her way, and finally landing on the spot. Her room is a mix of her own creations, paintings, macrame she wove, plants, string lights, records on the wall, and a hammock chair, pale geometric patterns. It's so her, welcoming, grounded, light, airy, real. This is the space we often gather in, laughing, playing with makeup, lying on the floor. She is a magnet like that. Our son turns 14 tomorrow. His room is gray walls and nothing but solid black and glow lights with a homage to gaming and his favorite brands. Just like how he is changing inside, his walls too change at a rapid pace. He is so afraid of standing out and so afraid of being invisible. I can see it as he's constantly navigating his world and it's reflected on his walls. Our youngest just returned home from spending some quarantine time at my brother's. Upon his return, we created a new space for this transition. I asked him how he wanted it to feel, and he said, like a hotel. After further probing, we figured out his recipe, contrasty and sleek. His palette is navy, gray, and white. Simple, sophisticated. His guitars are his artwork, and he plays them constantly. Each room is so uniquely them, not just posters on the wall, but a reflection of their own journeys. I love that they feel free enough to share that with us. But what about a partner? Where is their space when you share a bedroom? Is there joy on display? Have you ever asked? I didn't. My husband's birthday was last week. Yeah, it's birthday season around here. And since his love language is acts of service, I set out to create those spaces for him. He had been struggling with using the covered patio for a workout space since quarantine. He likes being outside and feeling the sunshine while doing his reps. And I do love the free gun show. But this space had gotten cluttered as the last stop before Craigslist and donations. And I don't know how your outdoor patio is, but I can never keep ours clean. Pollen and dust is a constant battle out there. So the kids and I cleaned up the patio, got waterproof machine covers and containers for all his equipment. We rounded out his supplies, making sure he had everything he needed. We even built a workout bench from scratch that he could move into the sun if desired, and refinished an old rusting storage shelf, painting it hammered black, to display his dumbbells, rope, and slam ball. When we were done, we had created a large, easy care space with all his needs in mind. Everyone put in the effort, and he watched us 
all week, wondering what we were doing. It wasn't just a, ta-da, here's this thing we got you. It was a lot of sweat, planning, and care. That is what makes the difference for an act of service kind of person. We also got him an enormous TV. Did I mention I don't really watch TV? When I do, I'm totally happy with a small TV. It's not the focal point of my spaces. I like them to disappear when not on. But he loves them. So I mounted the TV on the wall and created a corner in our bedroom just for him. The rest of his guitars were hung, and I got a cabinet to hide all his guitar and gaming accessories. I am all about tucking things away into cabinets with storage baskets that make it easy to keep things clean and functionally accessible. No one has time to dust all that stuff. If it's on display, it should light you up. Otherwise, put it away and take it out when you need it. I finished off Keith's Nook by framing his Kiss holographic book alongside his Tracy Guns signed photograph and added a decorative box for all his special guitar picks from concerts and collecting. It's rather amusing to see my corner of the room across from his. Fluffy pillows, sparkles, plants, and fur with my dance pole, and then his Kiss Corner, as we call it, music, metal, and wood. It's sort of like yin and yang. The differences balance each other out. And gosh, I love how different we are. I love to see the variety of us in our room. Yesterday, I shared what I had discovered. I asked him what he liked and didn't like in our home and if he felt represented here. His answer was pretty much what I expected. He hadn't noticed. He called it the evolution of us. He shared that what he loved about his mom's traditional Taiwanese hand-me-downs was that it reminded him of her, her comfort and love. It was the good memories they held for him, not the items themselves. As he created his own family, he created new memories. But I know these things still hold power for him. And I will be finding ways to incorporate the pieces that still bring him joy, that still remind him of his past, back into our home. Gratitude to my teachers from Racial Justice from the Heart for showing me what I wasn't seeing. Sometimes all it takes is a different perspective. Just like we're never done baking as humans, neither are our spaces. Design is never really complete. It's a living, breathing experience. Constantly evolving, just like us. The key is to know where to keep growing. My journal reflection. Gratitude. The kids and Keith scrubbed the tile floor and grout in our kitchen while I was working, and I came home to a shiny, sparkly floor. Wow. To all of that. It's time to move. Grab your other device to play today's movement song. Splintered by Aisha 
Bedru. Her lyrics speak so purely to the depth of this journey we call life. I hope you feel as captivated as I did when I heard it. And I just want you to start with your head resting on the ground, anchoring your body, grounding your body into the space, breathing in and out. And today we're going to focus just on opening. So from this closed position where you're curled up into that little ball that child's pose gives you with your hands stretched out on the floor in front of you, your head resting on the ground, and your legs sort of wrapped up under themselves. Just breathe right here. And on the count of three, we're going to press play and let the music wash over you. And I want you to slowly unfurl, just slowly open up and see how your body wants to open. Does it want to roll over onto your back? Does it want to roll onto your side? Does it want to sit up? Follow your body. See what parts of your body are calling to move first and move that and see where it takes you. On the count of three, one, two, three. Breathing. Just breathing slowly. Letting her voice lead you. I feel my hands stretching forward. One leg stretching out the opposite way slowly. Mm. I feel just this one side unfurling. My right hand my right leg, and I feel my body slowly collapsing into the floor, Mm, rolling, twisting onto my back. Mm, One leg pulling into my chest. I'm half twisted open with my upper back flat on the ground and my knees still crossed over. One leg slowly making its way up to the sky, opening just that one leg. just swimming in the air, slowly stretching out straight. And I'm feeling my foot brush against the clothes in my closet. My hands getting lost in my hair. Breathing. Breathing. 
the other leg unfurling as I work my way fully onto my back. Mm, my hips finding a bridge grind. Feet planted on the ground. Knees up and swirling my hips. My hand getting lost on my soft belly and my heart. Feeling a desire move my neck. And relax my jaw. Slowly rolling down one vertebrae at a time. Surrendering to the gravity as her voice fades out. And as her voice fades out, slowly wiggling my toes and my fingers and coming back, back to present, sitting upright, encircling my head in a slow circle, relaxing my jaw that was calling out for more attention taking a nice big yawn and a deep breath. Your soul work for today. Okay, are you willing to be a little uncomfortable too? If it means you can grow, it's your turn. Look around your home. Have you saved space for everyone? Is there anything you can swap out or improve to honor those living with you? and those who are different than you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. I know how hard it is when it seems like there isn't any to spare. But you showed up today. You put yourself on the list, and I celebrate you. As you move through your day, keep your soul work assignment in mind. And before starting bedtime routine, while the kids are brushing their teeth, grab your journal and fill in the prompts. Keep going. You can do this. Know another mom who needs to put themselves on the list too? Please share the love because we are stronger together. Until tomorrow, lots of love, Tasha.